Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good luck. Three, two... Don't forget to scroll down, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Three, <laughs> two, one, go. My name is Elden Nero, and welcome to episode 71 of the Midnight Hour, my weekly podcast. I don't even know how many weeks this is in a row, but uh, it's pretty good. We're on a we're on a pretty good roll. We're opening the show with uh, "Oh My Darling, Don't Cry" by Run the Jewels, who are an awesome rap duo, LP and Killer Mike. I have both their albums on my phone. I listen to them like every single day in work, on my way to work, on my way home from work. And this episode is about weird laws. And the opening line of this song is, fuck the law, they can eat my dick. So whenever I think of laws, I was going to put in, I fought the law by The Clash, but I thought that would be too obvious. So I went for this song instead. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm joined today by Moore and Simon from last week. We did an episode last week about greatest movie villains. You should check that out if you haven't already. And this episode is going to be about weird laws from all around the world. If you want to listen to this episode on your phone and download it directly onto your computer, go to soundcloud.com. In fact, the link will be in the description. Um, you can also check it out on iTunes. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate it if you look up the Midnight Hour on iTunes, find the podcast, and then give it a good rating because it would be really nice to attract new listeners to the show. Um, if there are any new listeners listening... Um, this is a podcast where I talk about life and stuff. Usually there's a different topic every week and, uh, there's a lot of different guests recently too. So, um, you have all of that stuff to look forward to. If you want to discuss this episode in greater detail, you can use the comments section on YouTube in the video, or you can go to reddit.com slash or slash midnight hour. All of these links will be in the description, or you can even leave a comment on SoundCloud, which not a lot of people do. Not a lot of people have SoundCloud, uh, accounts because they're awkward to set up and the mobile version of soundcloud is pretty primitive it's pretty bad to be honest but um i think this is a pretty good episode it's a nice bit of light uh, mood after i feel like we've had a lot of serious episodes lately and i think those are great but it's also nice to inject that with a little bit of comedy so um with that in mind i hope you guys enjoy the episode and if you want to leave a like to express that enjoyment I would really appreciate it. So, uh, without further ado, here is the intro that I typed up for Loosemore to do because I always type an intro for him to do whenever he's on the show. He does a terrible impression of my accent, and I just type weird stuff that come to mind because I have a really stupid sense of humor. And he reads it out, and it makes me laugh every single time. But anyway, here's the show. Enjoy. <laughs> Got time to kill 
kill. Got folks to kill on overkill. He hanging out the window, I hold the wheels. One black, one white, we shoot the kill. That fuck boy life about to be repealed. That fuck boy shit about to be repealed. Fuck boy G hard, kill infidel. Law whack bar boom from Mike and L. Life is hell, death's a bitch. And these food bar rulers getting rich. I cop a zip, it opens up. I smoke it up, go home and fuck. Shall I be girl when they roam? I get a face, please pay with dome. My business card says you're unlocked. I do two things, I rap and fuck. No power in the verse can stop me. What's going on guys? My name is Eldonaro Nunti, and today is the forthcoming episode of Weekly 22 of the Midnight Podcast of 2015. Today we're going to drive around in the mystery and wear some fans. Fuck the law. <laughs> oh, fuck uh, how can you fuck up the unfuckable upable? Yeah, exactly. I fear for new people that listen to this show, and when you start off the show like that, and the fact that the people who've listened to every episode probably don't even get why that's happening. Yeah. But we, yeah, it's good. Um, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's a nice way to live and remind ourselves that underneath it all, we're just... We're just here to have fun. Yeah, no? we're, we're just chill, guys. Um, yeah. We're just ordinary guys who listen to Coldplay and all have fun, I think. Mm -hmm. That's the, the genesis of this podcast. Um, yeah, but we don't like the band Genesis. That's also key. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. I actually have this question that I ask people. Um, I'm go I might make it like the, the question that I ask new people as soon as they come on the podcast. Um, just before I ask it, I'll say that today I'm joined by Lucemore. Hello. And Simon returning from last week. Hello. After rave reviews once again, everybody mm. was saying that. Did you see all those protests in America? That was because they thought Simon wasn't going to be on the podcast this week. Yeah, I did see that. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so it's Simon, weird that we only get like 400 views on the podcast, but there was like thousands of people protesting. But I mean, that's, you know. Well, it's on iTunes, you know. You can't count. Oh, it's true. Yeah, either. it's true now. It's not Yeah. Um, That's just so, mob mentality for you, isn't it? Exactly. True. Yeah, completely. Um, and I welcome our mob mentality, Overlord. Um, that doesn't make sense as a sentence. But uh, speaking of not making sense, nah, just kidding. That's a bad segue. But Simon, uh, the question I was gonna start asking the new people that come on the show, and as you are the newest person that comes on the show, would you rather be trapped in a lift for two and a half hours with? Chris Martin or five Phil Collinses? Five Phil Collinses. Yeah, I think that, that is the correct answer. <laughs> it is. It, it is the correct answer. Yeah. What's your uh, What's the logic behind it? Just the fact that he's not Chris Martin. Like, yeah, I, I do quite like Phil Collins. Oh really? Yeah, especially when he was in that Cadbury's advert. Ah when yes. He, when he hadn't had a shave for a few weeks. That was yeah. That was pretty intense back there. Um. Yeah, he looked different. That's that's definitely true. Um, so today's topic is weird laws from around the world because it's a topic that we hadn't done yet. Um, I was doing some research for this and I stumbled upon another podcast called Weird With You and they did their own episode on the exact same topic and I really liked it so I'm going to leave the link to it in the description because... Um, it doesn't have many views, and I think that you guys would enjoy it, and they seem to upload more consistently than we do. So um, go check them out, and uh, that would be pretty cool. The SoundCloud link is all I could find of theirs. But anyway, um, I think there's a lot of really strange laws that we don't really know why they b became the way they are, why they exist, why they're no longer enforced, 
and just how they came up with that and wrote it into legislation and passed all of the things that it needs to do to actually become a law in the first place because some of them are really fucking crazy um who wants to go first and offer up the first insane law okay i've got one in lebanon any man may legally have sex with a female animal if they are caught having sex with a male animal though the penalty is death homosexual (laughs) bestiality is a sin Right. So bestiality isn't is legal. Is legal. Right. Yeah, but homosexual. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. That homosexual says about... bestiality is punishable by death. Mm. Yeah, that's that is so like There's a lot of dudes checking for animal genitalia out there, isn't there? <laughs> Just, really... Just give it a feel around. Yeah, no that's definitely a woman. Yeah, I'm gonna what, like, I mean, so many questions. Um, that's the type of law <laughs> that someone who is definitely a closet homosexual comes up with to hide their homosexuality. <laughs> like, that's definitely what a self-hating gay person from a culture where you're not allowed to be gay says. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm totally, uh, yeah, no, y- you can you can fuck women, that's totally, you can even fuck women animals, dude, that's totally fine. But if I <laughs> see you with one male... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, um, that's kind of scary, um, as a concept that... So, if you're into that type of thing, you can just go to Lebanon and, and start fucking animals. Yeah. Wow. How do they establish consent? I guess that's probably not an issue, then. I don't think it is, no. It's just about whether they're a male or a female. That's fucked up. <laughs> oh, I'm not happy. I am not that's... happy. Deep-rooted issues there, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. Societal deep-rooted issues. Yeah. um... I was wondering, like, is there a grey zone for hermaphrodite animals? Yeah, or or animals where maybe like a starfish, where it's not entirely obvious what they're... I don't know how you'd fuck a starfish, but... um, Didn't Limp Bizkit have an album about that? I think they did. Yeah, chocolate starfish, yeah. Yeah, I I thought it was fucking starfish. Um, But the... Whole there's aren't there like a school of animals that ver- uh, don't have a gender? Yeah, or, or they go between yeah. two genders. Yeah, yeah. I've I've got pet giant African land snails, and as long as you put two together, they can reproduce. Wow, life finds a way. Yeah, always. I wish I could do that. You, you wish well, you could reproduce with it, yourself. It, yeah, well, it's <laughs> one of those things. Like every guy would love to be a woman today, just to feel what it like. To have tits and to get fucked. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a day. Just for a day, so you know what it feels like on the other side. <laughs> I remember when I was in school. Um, I I went to a few different schools, so like, I don't think my place in the social hierarchy was ever firmly established. And when you're in that sort of grey area in school of not quite being cool enough to hang with the cool kids but nowhere near nerdy enough to hang with the nerdy kids you have to be very careful what you do and say all the time for fear of being ostracized from all of the groups that you're allowed to vary in between and we were out on lunch one time just me and i don't know another group of misfits i don't know how you'd categorize these people um we were talking about like what we would do if you could just be anything you wanted for like one day and it was a place in Ireland where uh, 
political correctness isn't really at the forefront of people's minds. And so the first two guys were like, yeah, you'd, you'd just be a bird for the day. And I was like, yeah, you could fly around, you know, looking at stuff from above. I bet that would be really cool. And then they laughed. And I was like, well, that seemed like a fair point. And then I realized that they actually meant a bird as in a female human. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, right. Yeah, that's what I meant. I was joking that whole time. And then they started saying stuff like, yeah, I mean, you're really just looking to like stand in the shower and then finger yourself in front of a mirror and all. And I was like, right. <laughs> genuinely not the first thing that came to my mind when you asked the question, but okay. <laughs> I genuinely was thinking, yeah, you'd be a bird. You could fly around and look at shit. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's what they said. Um, so that was a lot to take. Uh, another guy said he'd be a truck driver. <laughs> and I was like, you can just be that, man. <laughs> you can just like, go and do that whenever you want. <laughs> oh, inspirational kids. Um, so, okay. <laughs> Are we done with that concept? I'm little, I think we have to I'm be. I'm a little weirded out. <laughs> um, Lucemore, give us a fact. I mean, a law. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that up for you. Um, what do we got? This is gonna be about Russell Crowe. You are, yeah, no, I haven't got any Russell Crowe laws, unfortunately. I mean, I could have dug a little deeper, I'm sure there is one. Uh, but, um, you are not allowed to bring your pet to the beauty salon in Alaska. That's a bullshit rule. Yeah. You know for a fact that that, you know how that law came into place as well. Like, you know full well it was, like, girls that were just walking around like you know the way Paris Hilton does with that chihuahua thing in her bag or whatever Mm -hmm. it was just girls doing that the whole time and everyone was like look this is bullshit I'm trying to blow dry your hair and this fucking thing won't stop barking it's (laughs) disrupting all the customers uh it's it's not conducive to good business goodbye no more dogs um yeah and then obviously like not every woman uh abided by that law so they left them in their bags and they would bark from within the bag, and then they had to just make it a law, like legally enforceable. And for the, uh, they've got the full text of the Juno's Municipal Code of Ordinance, Section thirty-six twenty-five zero ten, which outlines no owner of any animal or person having control of of any animal shall allow such an animal to enter upon any public premises where food or human consumption is sold, processed, stored or consumed, or to enter into any barber shops or establishments for the practice of hairdressing. So, like, the first <laughs> part really makes sense. Like, okay, you're not allowed to bring your your pet, which can bring, like, sanitation to, you know, the forefront or whatever, if yeah. you take them to where food is sold. And then the final bit, where it goes into hairdressing, is a little less normal i guess the hairdressing like, thing seems to me like where the genesis of the law actually comes from because right that's, too that's the bit where they want the law and the other bit were like yeah we better put it there as well but like the main part is the hairdressing yeah like the yeah, food that's thing that's why it's so specific yeah yeah because yeah. they even said like oh it, it's for human consumption so like you can bring your dog to the dog store if that's a thing i don't know america's <laughs> fucking crazy i think um, they call the pet shops <laughs> okay <laughs> What a crazy world. Yeah. I believe they're called elevators in America. But, yeah. Um, 
that's definitely how that law came about, isn't it? It was definitely women in the yeah. hair salon. Because I am sexist. And I can yep. only... Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> in North Carolina, couples must have sex in the missionary position and with the curtains pulled. How is that... How is that like... How is it yeah. enforceable? But also, I'd like to know how that's written in the in the actual legislation, uh, and also how it became a thing. Like, was there a guy who's like was constantly walking in on his roommate, like fucking his girlfriend in a different position than the missionary one, and he was like, ah, this is bullshit. But and the then... most interesting bit is like the curtains drawn, as though everyone in North Carolina like peers through windows. And like, they don't have curtains, or they had to enforce the closure of curtains. Sorry, it's, um, cur- it's curtains pulled, not drawn. Oh, so... Oh, okay, that's... Sorry, I thought you said... Pull, uh, oh, yeah, sorry. So, everyone... That really... Yeah, okay, I'm proud <laughs> Luce, of Moore just cancelled his ticket to North Carolina after... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. um, I... I I, I I think the the thesis of this episode will be how did this become a thing? Because yeah. I really need to know how that I, became a law. I went on to Google just to see what the religion was in North Carolina, expecting it to be like ninety percent Mormon, and that's the reason this law exists. But <laughs> less than fifty percent of the people in North Carolina are even religious. Really, I would have thought North Carolina was one of those uh, like Christian sort of. You know the kind of state I mean. It's where the Hardy Boys are from. And I mean the wrestlers, not the detectives or whatever they were. They were detectives, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah. It is, it is Christian, about 30%. I think there's a lot of Quakers out that way. And they whatever just... A Quaker is. See, applying, applying a law based on sex and stuff like that is a very Christian thing to do. Like, anything that's sort of um, dismissive of sexual deviancy or promiscuity, is a, that's that's a real Christian value to hold. Like, everyone having to have sex in the missionary position is such a Christian thing to say. Like, I've been to church and the priest has said that at least four times at different sermons that I've been to. Uh, that's not true, by the way. <laughs> I was really <laughs> to that person. I was like, oh, He's Irish, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I have been to Mass a lot, where the priest has talked about sex a lot. But, no, that's also a lie. <laughs> How long can I make this last? But, um... Yeah, it's it that, that does seem to me like a very, very Christian thing to try and impose. Like, Christianity is all about, you know, hating the gays and hating anyone that is actually sexually adventurous or whatever. I'm guessing you have to keep the curtains pulled so that people can check to make sure you're doing it right. Yeah. No, but it's pulled as in closed. Yeah, pulled. Oh, pulled as in closed. I feel like that's been a real stumbling block for this. For yeah, this just to, to add that extra. Imagine, imagine what the public of North Carolina thought when they thought that it meant drawn. <laughs> Wait till they hear this episode. There'll be more riots. <laughs> Who wants uh, Simon? You should go with the next fact. We'll go in a counterclockwise. Ah, it's a law, not a fact. God damn podcasting, ruining my ability to fucking... We're just going to have to copy you saying law and just paste it in over Yeah. Over, if that's how you do editing. That is how it is, yeah, yeah. You just copy a sound bite and then 
That's like something that you would see in CSI, where they're like looking at grainy CCTV footage, and Horatio is like, zoom in! And they zoom in, and like in real life, all you see there is like four pixels that fill the entire screen, but in CSI, it gets clearer as you zoom in. What are these fucking short sighted cameras? I don't know, it just makes no sense to me. Um, so, this is, this is another one with like an extra little footnote that kind of turns it on its head, and you will understand the pun in a minute. Um, so everybody knows that defacing or destroying anything bearing the likeness of the monarch is illegal, which means burning paper money, bending coins, tearing a stamp. What if, if you, you do it to the actual queen herself? Is that allowed? <laughs> yeah. But if you if you put a postage stamp upside down on your envelope, it's considered treason. <laughs> that is a good pun. <laughs> <laughs> I came back round. I came back round. <laughs> uh, treason. Okay. <laughs> That, we're getting into real law now. Has anyone been tried for this? Yes. Yeah. Forty brave souls <laughs> in the last month. <laughs> All over the age of eighty, and they couldn't find their classes. Oh yeah. God, it's tragic. Yeah, the the whole concept of treason in in, in like modern uh, society is hilarious to me. Like, I would just <laughs> even during the uh, the presidential debate when like fucking Hillary stored all those emails on a private server and people are like she should be tried for treason <laughs> like look man if you think that that's negligent like fair enough you think it's criminal like it's not because the FBI have said it isn't or whatever like if you wanted to go to trial fair but she's not going to be tried for treason it's 2016 you dumb motherfucker <laughs> god but yeah it would be so funny if Britain was like we've got a real overpopulation problem <laughs> Yeah. Not enough Some people of these upside down postage stamps need to be tried. Yeah. Like, Jesus. <laughs> you know that episode of The Simpsons where they start shoving people into jail? Like, they go re uh, revisiting old laws that they can do people for. It would be so funny to see the English government doing that. Throwing people in jail. What's the crime? Uh, no, they don't have hanging in, in England, so you couldn't get hung for it. Or I hanged. think the max maximum sentence now is life. Wow. But that's so still only get... like 25 years, isn't it? Yeah, you can't get multiple life, you can only get one. I do like the uh, the Americans' multiple life one, though, that's great. Love that one. Yeah. You, know, you get you get tried for like 300 life sentences, and you're like, yep. You, they're real, They're real like keen to like let you die in prison at that point. Yeah, yeah it's it's strange. Um, yeah, that, the American prison system might be another topic for another podcast. Definitely its own <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so good if we segued into that and that was the rest of the episode. <laughs> Got all these experts in to talk about it and stuff. Um, but yeah, the uh, stuff like that is, is weird. There's, there's a few British ones. Um, the British ones are probably some of the strangest ones I've seen, actually. Yeah, like it, it's me and Lucemore were saying before the episode that it's actually illegal to die in the Houses of Parliament. Yeah, <laughs> which like whenever I hear a strange law like this, my first thought is like, all right, some guy who has some power in society knows a guy who's being a dick doing this thing, so he makes it illegal. Who is the guy that kept dying in the Houses of Parliament that they had to make this a law? I think it's because... I, yeah, but it's like it's, they have to give whoever dies in the Houses of Parliament they have to give a state funeral to. So there must have been like guys who just like know that's a law and been like, you know what, or something. I don't know how would why would get to a point where they make it a law that you have to give them a state funeral like i guess enough people of importance were dying in the houses of parliament they were like right okay well we've got to give these important people state funerals do you know what i mean and now obviously you 
it's got to a point where there was too many state funerals that they thought, you know what, we can't, it's illegal for them to die now, we can't have that. Maybe yeah. it was like um, after the Guy Fox thing and they caught him on his way to blow up the Houses of Parliament, they were like, hmm, we need to make sure that this never happens again, sirs. Let us enact a law that makes it illegal to die in the Houses of Parliament. <laughs> that will deal with the explosions. <laughs> oh, old-timey English people, you crack me up. Um, I just had a thought that at the very start of this podcast, I shouted out another podcast. <laughs> I was like, welcome to my podcast. Go listen to this other one. <laughs> they did exactly what we yeah, What a fucking like idiot they immediately, they immediately did that for the first hour and a half. And were like, that's my free time done. I'm going to go do something else. And they don't listen to us. Uh, if this is a record low uh, viewed episode, I apologize. Um, but I would do it again. Um there's another one that's like, um, in Britain it's illegal to operate a cow while intoxicated. So, um... How do you mean operate? Right. Yeah, and uh, not in the Lebanese way. I suppose there, there was a time where... I, I mean, if you're operating a cow, are you, like, milking it? If you think of the word operate in pre-industrial revolution terms, what would that mean? That would that would mean milk it, I guess. Use yeah. it for its... Yeah. They pull plows and things as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Wait, but is it illegal to operate the cow while the cow is intoxicated? Or the person is intoxicated? Yeah. But, I mean, surely it, uh, it takes more alcohol to, like, get a cow drunk. Surely. Um... I mean... Let's call Katie Hopkins and ask her. Oh. <laughs> hey, oh. Sit down. Um, trying to breathalyze a cow. Like, how would you do that? Because yeah. it, it doesn't know to lock its lips around and blow until it's told to stop. You get, like, um, eight eight breathalyzers and put them all on the udders, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that, that definitely you get a pair of bagpipes and hook it up to a breathalyzer machine. And then... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where the rest of that is going. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's also illegal to carry a plank along the pavement in Britain. So, um, <laughs> I feel like Britain is, as a people, you guys are very, very passive-aggressive and sort of like, uh, not snide, but I think you harbour a lot of your contempt for people instead of spilling it. And I really feel like that comes true with these laws. Like, I I think that someone saw a guy carrying a plank along the pavement every day and didn't like him and was like, I say, <laughs> that chap is <laughs> going to do that no longer, or I don't know. You know what I mean, mm. though? Like, there's something in the yeah. in British consciousness that's very... If you ever read that... It Twitter was almost account, like, yeah, I'll show him, and then he goes up and writes a law around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, instead of actually having to go through the awkwardness of confronting the person, yeah. they go about it in these very meticulous ways, yeah. and then think to themselves, I say revenge is... <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, like, I, I'm exactly like that too, but there is definitely a, a perception out there like that British people are very... Um, sort of socially awkward and a lot more. I don't know. It's some mm. like uh, instilled gentlemanly necessity yeah. or something like that that makes them need to do things in a really specific and awkward way. 
instead yeah. of doing things the actual right way. I've, I've been bested. I'm going to write him a very angry letter. And he's like, no, just go up to him and tell him. <laughs> Nigel Farage wants, wants a referendum on yeah. the EU and leaving it. I'll show him. And then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it may hop back to the kind of the colonial empire and the, the whole idea that you've got that many people under the same legal system, that all these strange situations are bound to happen with that many people. Yeah, maybe. Because if that you've only got a, a population of really five million... That was a really smart answer to our dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to start... I was going to stand up in the middle of it and start singing IRA songs. As soon as you said colonialism, I was like, fuck that, and then... Uh, <laughs> I've had one beer, so that's usually the time where I'm at my most patriotic. <laughs> two beers, what and happens, I'm... What happens to... Yeah, I was going to say... You, usually beers. prison. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like, I, I, I do... I don't know, like, is it just me being a big xenophobe? But when I think of it, it says in Britain, but, like, it means England. You know what I mean? Like... I can't imagine a Scottish person giving a fuck about someone carrying a plank of wood down the road. No. Not Whereas no. in England, I can see that being a legitimate issue for somebody. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's strange how we dream up sort of um, ideas of what countries are like. But I did live in England, so, um, you know, um, fuck off. Uh, Loosemore, hit us up with a law. <clears throat> um, it's well. Tibetan monks need permus- permission to reincarnate. Wow. Yeah. That is phenomenal to to mm. to hear. Um, who do they get it from? Uh, the well, China banned Buddhist monks in Tibet from reincarnating without government permission. Wow. How can they do that? Don't know. What, it what, says, according what, to the statement, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is the weirdest thing about the whole yeah. concept. But for a government to be How like, how can they do this mystical thing that doesn't exist? Wait, that's not the thing. We're, we're doing like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I am a communist supreme overlord. Um, therefore, I overrule a dead philosopher who's. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, wait. Buddha wasn't about reincarnation, was it? He was about reaching nirvana. Um. But yeah, I can overrule a religion because yeah, I don't know. It's that's uh, crazy. No one have anything else. Yeah, to say. it says uh, according to the statement issued by the State Administration for Religious Affairs in China in 2007, the law which strictly stipulates the procedures by one by which one is to reincarnate, an important move to institutionalize management of reincarnation. Do that's you have the they... stipulations for how they should reincarnate? Do you have that to hand? Uh, no. Oh, damn it! I would that. love to hear. I that. tried googling, but nothing. I like nothing really came up. Like I could like put my finger on and be like, "That's what it is." But yeah. I bet you it's something to do with like Sprite and spaghetti. <laughs> Sprite and shark sticks or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some some kind of like yeah, just yeah. You have to be sitting down with your face inside of a bowl of spaghetti, and uh, <laughs> um, that's weird. Like, how do you think that the stipulations by which someone should reincarnate, like, do they do that when they are dead, or do they do it before they die, or do they do it in their lifetime? Is it like, oh man, I have so many questions. I think China basically just really hates Tibet, don't they? Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
let's not say things we can't take back here. Yeah, Noel Gallagher did like a concert like for a Tibetan charity, and he is now banned from entering China. <laughs> so <clears throat> I think they they might have something about Tibet in there. I'm not sure. Um, but speaking of China, in China it is a law that a person must be intelligent to go to college. <laughs> so uh, sorry, Lucemore, I don't think the Erasmus is gonna work out for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, right, okay, but then surely that's a law everywhere, isn't it? You mean you have to be a certain level of intelligence to go to college? I guess so, it... yeah. But like, you can get a scholarship, can't you? Like, you can be a moron but be really good at kicking a football, and you can get a scholarship or whatever. That's but... true. That's yeah. America all over, isn't it? <laughs> I said that like a true bully victim, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to know if that's enforced, which obviously it almost certainly isn't, because how would you go about enforcing that? But I would really, like, I don't know about you guys, but I had some teachers in school that definitely had, like, A, a mental illness that was undiagnosed all their lives, and B, a chip on their shoulder that they were in some way taking out on me. And I can just imagine myself... Just you, or, like, uh, the whole class? I don't know. I Probably different people in different ways, but I I have, like, a pathological problem with authority in general. Like, I just don't like being treated like I'm not a person. I don't like uniformity or that kind of thing. Mm. Um, I actually enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> you've always said that. And it's just really weird that you're wearing yeah, your school uh, uniform right now. <laughs> I like a matter beautiful. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, I can imagine me going to college <laughs> because it's happened. It's easy to imagine, but I can imagine my teacher being like, um, <clears throat> "Excuse me, uh, the law. This boy cannot go to college for he is a dunce or something." <laughs> All of the figures from the past that are in my head are now uh, what I consider to be like uh, aristocrats of the of, <laughs> old timey English, English tradition. Yeah, <laughs> and they all they all refer to the law as the law. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, Simon, go go next. Stop me from talking. <laughs> uh, prostitutes working on the highway in a place called Catalonia in Spain have to wear safety vests while on the job. If they don't, they're in breach of a 2004 law which states that pedestrians on major highways and hard shoulders must wear high-vis garments. Well, so the law there is actually that pedestrians have to wear high-vis garments. Yeah, but it's just worded in a way. I think that it states that prostitutes also must. Yeah, yeah. Because like, the way you read that out sounded a lot like I mean, interestingly, though, will they still be arrested for prostitution, or will they be arrested yeah, for not... Yeah, exactly, because what I want to know is, like, you know, like, here in Ireland, it's illegal for a prostitute to kill a person. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, that's true. I could make, I could write that on the internet, and people would be like, "Wow, that's a crazy law. Like, if you're, this, this is part of a law that came into effect in 1492, when murder was made illegal for all citizens in the country. <laughs> Well, it says that sex workers are not penalised. Instead, the pimps are the ones who are punished. That's actually quite powerful and good. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. As long as they're wearing their high-vis jacket. Ah, okay. So, well, what, if, so if, if they're not, not wearing a high-vis jacket, the police are like... That's it, you're done, love. <laughs> you're done, you're love. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. Jesus. 
Um, okay. Yeah. Um, that's a strange. That is a strange law. Uh, but oh, obviously... is that Spain? Did you say Spain? Yeah. In Spain, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the, the punishment is only a fine of forty euros. So I suppose the policeman could be like, "You could pay me the forty euros, or we could just do something in the back of the car." Ooh. I think that that works in their favour actually. I think that's why it stipulates the prostitutes specifically. Yeah, I just read a law that Vladimir Putin recently made it illegal to tell kids that gay people exist, which sounds completely made up, doesn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, it does. Obviously, it's it's attempting some form of like wiping gay people out by convincing people that they don't exist. But um, that seems like a completely made-up thing, and I'm not really sure what I think about it. I know that Russia you... has a problem with gay rights. Yeah. But could they... I, like, I, I'm on the Business Insider article for it now, and it's a bill that would make propaganda of non-traditional sexual orientation illegal. So that's what they mean. So I don't know that that means you can't tell people that they actually exist, but rather you can't say that being gay is good, or you can't promote homosexuality in some way. That's how, But how do they, again, they enforce that? I guess they don't, do they? Um, well, in Russia, they do. Yeah. Well, Russia, yeah. They, I bet they do enforce it, yeah. They, um... What's his name? That fucking hosier song take me to church was inspired by a video he saw about some russians doing a citizen's arrest or like some vigilante thing uh basically beating up some gay people and they were doing it because they love their country or whatever way that those sick people usually justify their hatred it's usually like either nationalism or religion isn't it yeah um, it's unconstitutional to be gay, I guess, in their minds. But um, should we talk about the drinking age in America and how ridiculous that is? Because it's fun to laugh at old-timey laws that are obviously still not enforced, but I think the fact that you have to be 21 years of age to drink alcohol in America is fucking bananas. Like, there's states in America where you can have sex when you're 16, but you can't drink alcohol for five years after that? <laughs> You're trying to say you need some way of washing it out of your brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, I think that that's the most baffling thing ever. Like, I, it, I, it doesn't make sense to me because the difference between an 18-year-old and a 21-year-old in terms of what they can legally do or the opportunities that are available to them are not drastic, are they? Like... When you're eight, by the time in America you're 18, you can drive, you can get a tattoo, you can join the military, go and vote. shoot people legally. Yeah, you can vote. Um, you can like get fucked on camera by several people if you want, but you cannot drink alcohol. Is that not like I? I think that that is bananas like obviously yeah, you, I it, it, the, you can shape the future of your country with a vote yet you can't go into the store and be like i'll have one beer please yeah <laughs> it's just like okay you're, you're allowed to yeah. legally own a gun yeah like which is like i'm not gonna get into like the whole gun debate thing but the fact that you can purchase 
a weapon that allows you to if someone were to break into your home and you have a gun you can like shoot that person like legally and all and that's fine you can't like wash away that trauma with alcohol which is probably a good thing actually but yeah just the fact that you can't drink alcohol just seems fucking like i don't know like what time did you guys start drinking at 14 15 yeah around 15 i think just before i turned 16 i was 12 but i'm irish um (laughs) But, like, by the time I was 16, I could comfortably handle, like, you know, four pints a night, which is probably a lot for a 16-year-old. I feel like in America, you'd get, like, 21-year-olds just falling down drunk after, like, two beers. I do think, though, they there are obviously is a, a who's drinking culture in America of people underage. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, like, I mean, the legal drinking yeah. age here is 18, and I just said I started drinking six years before that, so it's not like I'm saying, <laughs> oh, this is a, like, you know what I mean? But there are, like, different sort of, um, in the UK, you're allowed to, like, if you're under the age of 18, you can drink a pint with your carvery on a Sunday if you're with a guardian or parent or something like that. Yeah. Um, like, there, you know, I don't, I feel like the US doesn't quite have that culture, but as we learned recently, I know nothing of American culture, so I probably <laughs> shouldn't really say that straight up. I'm sure there's plenty of families that allow their kids to ease their way into drinking and stuff, but just as a law, I just don't really get why, why 21 and why not 18 when you can do so many other seemingly adult and extreme adult things at the age of 18, but you can't just drink a beer like, ooh, Legally, I I think that that's bizarre. Like that just screams weird to me. I call conspiracy. Is there a buzzer on this podcast for conspiracy? Yes, there is. It's the conspiracy <laughs> buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I reckon they they put them off drinking so that they can go at eighteen and have a bukkake with six guys. <laughs> but rather than be able to drink away their pain the pharmaceutical companies have paid for it to be 21 so that they <laughs> resort to buying their medication rather than going and get drunk. Wow. Again, you brought logic to the podcast. <laughs> it's supposed it to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think logic is? Uh, this is this is bizarre. Um, so should we talk about how jet fuel can melt steel beams? Um, yeah. <laughs> it can. It is illegal for jet fuel to melt steel beams. Until it's 21. Yeah, exactly. Which, metaphorically speaking, is true of all of us. Um, So, moving on from America and on to their allies, Saudi Arabia. It is illegal for any woman to drive a car in Saudi Arabia in the year 2016. This is one of the richest countries in the world, and it's one of America's closest allies. And they do not let women drive cars they also don't let them access a public pool as long as men have ever been in that pool or intend to ever go in that pool. So basically any public pool. Um, and Do I, they have to ask the, the guy in charge of the pool if a man has been in it before? I, and then they just like... Mm. I think they just can't go in a pool because even if they do, a man will be like, well, I disapprove of this, and then take them out of the pool. I don't know. Um... They're on the Human Rights Council in the UN, and they don't even fucking let women drive cars in their country. I think it goes even deeper than that. Um, I think all women, regardless of age, are required to have a male guardian as well. Wow, really? Yeah. That's crazy. I love the way there's a lot of guys uh, drinking a beer, listening along with this and going, 
Bloody right, son. They shouldn't be allowed to drive anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Women drivers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, statistically, better drivers than males, but fuck them. Um, but it goes even deeper again. In Saudi Arabia, the minimum age for marriage is non-existent. And eight years ago, an eight-year-old girl asked for a divorce from her 58-year-old husband... And was refused by a court. Uh, she asked for a divorce at eight. Yeah. So how many years was she fed up with the marriage? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why it was refused. Yeah. I haven't given it enough time. <laughs> Try counselling. Fucking <laughs> okay, no. But, um... I mean, this is a country that has, like, an appalling human rights record. Like, they throw gays off buildings. Like, they execute people for being gay and stuff. I I just... I I think it's so weird the way... Um, congressmen and senators and stuff sort of regularly speak out about the fear of Islam and the threat of Islam and stuff like that. But as long as their pockets are being lined with Saudi oil money, they never say anything bad about Saudi Arabia. Like, they never do. Yeah. Apart from Donald Trump, like, I don't think I've ever heard an American politician say, yeah, that's fucked up, yo. <laughs> like, even just acknowledge that it's fucked up. They just don't do it. It's, it's fucking so weird. Like, all this sort of, um, uh, like, the generation of ideas that uh, Islam is, is a huge threat, all coming from the Middle East and stuff, um, it's never targeted towards Saudi Arabia, which is just... I find that so weird and hypocritical and yeah, insane. Yeah, which is the which is the place where you can't kiss in public? Is that Saudi Arabia? Um, so in Dubai, I don't think you can. Like, there's uh, I was gonna go to Dubai with my girlfriend. Uh, actually, next month we were gonna go, but we're going somewhere else instead. But um, I was looking up what it would be like to go to Dubai because. Um, I was a little bit not worried, but just aware of the fact that their laws and their culture is, is entirely different to ours. So um, I was wondering how that would affect us and like if I'd be able to do all the things that I do here over there. Yeah, you just want to be macking in public and then you were like, well, can't do it, so we're not going. Long <laughs> I just want to walk around with my six pack showing. Uh, yeah. And they don't like that over there. But, um, yeah. no, so I looked it up anyway, and there are lots of shopping malls in Dubai. In fact, every shopping mall in Dubai, you're not allowed to hold hands. Um, women have to wear their, um, like, any anything basically has to go past their knees, like shirts or skirts or whatever. Mm. Uh, shorts, I mean, not shirts. Shirts. <laughs> yeah, you would literally get arrested for that in Dubai. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so, like, that was what... And I looked that up on TripAdvisor uh, and read comments and threads and forums. Like, I didn't just sort of say, what's it like in Dubai? And have a racist person say, oh, shit. And then I went, oh, okay. Like, I actually looked it up and... <laughs> you yeah. looked it up on TripAdvisor, though. <laughs> well, I was... I was um, Like, I was thinking about traveling to Dubai, so I wanted to know what the local... Like, what it's like. So I went to TripAdvisor and found, you know, forums full of people who routinely go back and forth or people who live there or stuff like that. And the general consensus was just don't be cuddly in public in Dubai because they don't like that. It's disrespectful to them. So. 
that's fair. Yeah, no, mm. it's totally fair if it's their culture. I don't really care about that. It's, I mean, that's a far cry from, you know, fucking state assassination of homosexuals and eight-year-olds being denied divorces from their 58-year-old husbands. So, yeah, um, I think Saudi Arabia is... They have a bad human rights record, and they should not be acknowledged as one of the countries on the fucking Human Rights Council with the UN, because that's a joke, and it makes the entire institution a joke, and it just, I don't know, it, it completely illegitimizes the fucking concept of a Human Rights Council, you know what I mean? So, um, in America, in 29 states, it's legal to fire someone for being gay, so there you have it. I can't imagine that being enforced without a lawsuit, but um could you even do a lawsuit against that? If if it's legal yeah, for uh, <clears throat> Well if it's legal then no. And I, th I think that's why it still exists within the law is to protect the, the employers from that. Could it go to like a civil court or something like that though? I don't know. Don't I don't think so. If if that's the reason for being dismissed. It basically actively allows you to discriminate. And I think it's even more states that uh, transsexuals and transvestites can be fired for. I think that's closer to, like, 37. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, interracial marriage was still illegal in Alabama in the year 2000. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but it's the South. Yeah, I know, but I hate, like... I, I hate propagating that stereotype too because a lot of black people live in the south and a lot of white people live in the south and you've got to believe that like a very high percentage of them are not racist considering that they all live in close proximity to each other you would imagine that they have in some way interwoven culturally to the point where they are friends with one another so therefore are less likely to be racist because they've seen each other's sides and stuff like that. I know a lot mm. of racism does exist there, but I, 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 I kind of think it's disingenuous to be like, yeah, well, of course, because they're all racist, when in actual fact, the probability of them being more open... I, I think to... Actually, it's more likely that in those areas the racism doesn't exist. It's more likely to exist racism in smaller towns... Uh, in even in northern parts of the North America, where there are no other races other than just white people, and that's where racism exists more so because they're not subjected to other cultures and other ideas and all that stuff. Yeah, that's where racism festers the most, I think, especially when you get <clears throat> those types of places that are like the smaller towns that get less funding and stuff like that, and they get told about white privilege and how. They're so privileged to be white, and their concerns aren't valid because they're white. They're as lucky as it gets. You're white, but like they're really dirt poor, and they don't yeah. see any of this white privilege. And to them, you're being a racist by implying white privilege because you're saying that because you're white, your fears aren't valid. So like that can lead to like a really uh, like a powder keg of sort of racial tension and stuff like that for those people yeah. because you're you're basically not even allowing them to sympathize with anybody because of bitterness and stuff yeah. like that like it's not No, good. it's true. You you get those little towns that like the coal mining thing which is what they all live for has been closed down and now they live out of a caravan or not even a caravan, you know, do you know what I mean? And they're like being told on the news that like White people, I mean, look at all of them. They're just having the best time ever. Exactly, just, yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah, white people with their 75k salary and their 
holiday home and stuff like that but they're like living in a trailer park and they're like well i don't have any of that stuff so yeah why why do you hate me for being white the world yeah but um I I I think there's something to interracial marriage that uh, makes some people very uncomfortable to think of, because like if you think in popular culture, I don't think I could name more than two movies where there's a a black guy going out with a white girl, and that's not the storyline of the movie. Like they like they're just characters that just happen to be like, oh, I'm a black guy and you're a white girl and we're a couple. That doesn't happen in movies, really, ever. And there's no mention of the fact that they're either black or white. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I know Will Smith had a movie out like, within the last two years, I think, where um, it was him and... Uh, I can't remember. Focus? It was Margot Robbie, do you mean? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And they were a couple. And other than that, I cannot name a single movie where it's just a black guy going out with a white girl and that's not the... Maybe, has Eddie Murphy done it? I feel like he might have... Mm. But Eddie Murphy sort of crossed the threshold as a black man. Where also Denzel Washington probably has. Those are yeah. two guys that white Hollywood is like, yeah, <laughs> you guys can, yeah, you guys got there's, the acting. There's one coming out next year. It's a horror film called Get Out. I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but it's all about a black guy that goes out with a white girl and he goes to meet her family, but wow. then they all turn really, really creepy, and it looks it looks brilliant. But it is, it's along those lines of like the issue being a black yeah, guy yeah. with a white girl. Obviously, it it's tapping into incredible. that. Yeah. It's definitely a thing, though. Um, you might be not racist, but still be very uncomfortable with the thought of um, interracial marriage. Which is strange to think of. But, I don't know. What do I know? Oh, it was a thing in that movie 13, wasn't it? Where um, the older girl is going out with a black guy. I seem to remember that being a thing. I don't know. I think it, if it's it, if you're interested in like the sanctity of marriage and the institution of marriage, you're probably quite religious anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, most people uh, you know, want to get married in in a church, but it doesn't really bother them that much if they don't. Do you know what I mean? So, if you're bothered about getting married in a church and all that, the institution of that and stuff, then you probably think you have the same views on like interracial marriage, I guess, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Similarly, in Iowa, it's illegal for a man with a mustache to kiss a woman in public. Um, no, that makes sense. I no. fully stand by that because oh, I don't. Yeah. What happened? Why? Like, oh man, I don't understand mustaches at all. They make me so fucking uncomfortable. Nobody has ever had a mustache and not looked like they have incriminating evidence on their hair drive or they're on some kind of list. You know what I mean? It's the fucking. I think the eighties was a weird time, wasn't it? It's the worst yeah. look a man can have is a mustache. Like, yeah. just, what are you doing? Oh, it makes me physically sick to think about a man a man wearing a mustache. And also a man who's grown a mustache. I couldn't do it. I, I'd, yeah, I, me too. I'd feel dirty. Yeah. I mean, I haven't tried. It's, it's you know, but... Like, I have a mustache that joins onto my beard, the rest of my beard. Which makes yeah. it a beard and not a mustache. Like, that's fine. But the thought of shaving off just the beard part? No. That's not happening. Uh, no, it's absurd. Yeah. yeah, it's ludicrous. That should be illegal in itself. How have we got laws that they're not allowed to kiss people, but they're allowed to walk around and flaunt that mustache? 
It's a joke. It's also weird when people do the opposite and have, like, they shave they the moustache. They kiss a woman top. with a moustache. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. <laughs> the old bearded lady. Uh, no, when people, like, have a beard and they shave the top part off and then just have, like, the bit underneath the neck as, like, a, like a weird, just a neck beard without the top bit, that freaks me out as well. I do that from time to time. Do you? Yeah, it it doesn't look like what you think it looks like when you imagine it. If if you think uh-huh. about uh, Peak Undertaker in 1999, he had one of those. And also Fred Durst. So that's like two of the greatest people of the last generation. I was going to say, I don't usually think who do I want to look like. And the top two, <laughs> Undertaker and Fred Durst. But maybe I do now. Maybe that's what I've been missing out on. Camera pans yeah. to a sad-faced El De Niro. Juxtap- <laughs> Juxtapisode... Oh, man. Just, that, yeah, you know what I mean. That joke is gone. Yeah, anyway, with a fucking shelf full of red caps. That was, that was <laughs> juxtaposed. Yeah. Wow. Juxtapositioned. Um, so, yeah. Uh, who wants to go next with a with a law? We'll, we'll lighten it up a little bit now. Um, uh, this sounds fake. This definitely sounds fake. And, like, there's no... There's just no real backing up of this statement. I'll read it fully out. In Britain, it is illegal to consume a mince pie on Christmas Day. (laughs) Okay. I am almost certain that that's fake. It is one of the odd old laws on the statute book, although rarely enforced by the keenest police officer. It was brought to existence by Oliver Cromwell. Oh, wow. That is it. Yeah, but clearly that's not like enforced at all because every everybody eats fucking mince pies on Christmas, or they buy them and then just don't eat them. Something happens. Um, but yeah, it's Oliver Cromwell. Um, I say this as an Irish person, but he was a bastard, and that he is by right far thing. the worst thing that he's done. <laughs> 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 yeah, that sounds fake and made up. It might just be like one of those weird old-timey English things. That well, here's one. Um, in Britain, you're not allowed to let your pet mate with any form of. Sorry, I will start that again. In Britain, you're not allowed to let your pet mate with any pet from the royal house. Do you have to take the pet first? Because then it's stealing. How does that work? Well, I assume that, like, you're walking past it. You know why I read that out wrong? It's because they wrote the word form instead of from on this stupid website I'm reading it off. Um, but I assume it's like you're walking past the royal house with your dog, and the royal house dog legs it after it and starts mounting it, and then you have to pull it away. Mm. Or it could be that you took a dog on Britain's Got Talent and you won, and you're performing at the Royal Variety Show. Yeah. Yeah. Which has happened. That's why they brought in that law, actually. Potentially. The Queen didn't may... want to look after that litter of puppies. So. It's probably because the Queen's got, like, lizard dogs. Definitely does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't it weird how, like, the whole lizard people thing... <laughs> when you look at certain pictures of people, they definitely do look like lizards, and the Queen is one of them. It's, it's one of those that you can be slowly convinced into if yeah. you look at enough pictures. Like. Yeah. <laughs> if you go on to if you go on to Donald Trump's Wikipedia page and look at the picture of him and then come back and say that he is not a lizard after seeing that picture, his eyes in it. 
And it's the most lizard-looking thing I have ever seen in my life. But, sadly, Alex Jones is on Donald Trump's side, so we don't get to hear that conspiracy theory ever. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's the most outrageous thing. There's another um, one about an old-timey Britain one where it's illegal to import potatoes into England or Wales if you have reasonable cause to believe that they are Polish. I saw that one, but I didn't actually quite figure that one out. Yeah, I, I don't really understand either. Um, I know that England has like a tricky history when it comes to potatoes and stuff. But well, that's quite a recent one. That was. Is this where you sing IRA songs again? No, no, no. But oh. two two thousand and four. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. And, and it's actually called the Polish Potatoes Order. Wow. Oh. Why do, why don't they mind them bringing them to Scotland? <laughs> um, I'll try and find out why this is. <laughs> yeah, I think that I I thought that that was a really old timey one because. I know that Britain, like, they exported all the food from Ireland so that Irish people would die in the famine. Uh, like Apparently, I, go on. Sorry, it was introduced uh, in response to ring rot outbreaks in Poland. So uh -huh. it's probably one of those like food safety laws, like you can't take uh, live milk and things into America and certain cheeses and things. But would you not just undo that law after? Like, why yeah. would you keep that... Like, when foot and mouth disease broke out, they weren't like, alright, you're not allowed to eat sausages and rashers ever again. You know what I mean? Like... Truth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really get that. Um, do we have any other British ones? Uh, I don't think I do, no. No. You want to just go ahead with another one? Uh, um, oh, you go. Okay. Um, in Germany, a pillow can be considered a passive weapon. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it, basically, a passive weapon in their legal system is something that can be used to protect yourself against another weapon, like a bulletproof vest. So it's actually illegal to wear a bulletproof vest as well. So, in, in Germany? In Germany, yeah. Uh. How... How do you protect yourself? What 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 would be an example of somebody breaking that law? Carrying a pillow, not in a carrier bag, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if you're carrying a loose pillow with intent to protect yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that law. Like, I, I guess the situation has to be deemed dangerous, and then. It's a legal. I don't know. It's Germany, isn't it? In <laughs> no, in uh in Ireland up until the year 1964, the penalty for suicide was death by hanging. Oh wow! Well, I mean, once it was deemed that the person had killed themselves, was were they then hanged? Well, I think it's that they catch you attempting suicide and they're like oh you're gonna die why don't they just let them continue well I would assume it's because and this will be an abstract concept I think but because Ireland has traditionally been a very Catholic country and suicide of any kind is against Catholicism you're anyone that kills themselves automatically goes to hell 
So I think the idea is that if they catch you doing that, you're essentially sinning. And they're like, okay, so you're a sinner, but your crime is going to be death. But I, I also think there might be an element of mercy about it, where it's like, ah, at least this way you have the chance to atone and ask God for forgiveness and hopefully reach the You won't. You heaven. definitely won't go to hell this way. You'll die, but, but there's a chance you might go to heaven. Yeah. I'd yeah. say that. I'd like to think that's what it is, because that's very altruistic and nice. Mm. But uh, it's probably not. <laughs> it's probably like, he's a sinner, we've got him. God will be delighted with this. <laughs> Even when you do impressions of Irish people, it's old-timey English. Yeah. Well, we had a hard time getting news out of our country back then, so... <laughs> Who wants to go next? Uh, I'm going to go off to the weird area of... Uh, I'm going to go off-topic laws. and talk about Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> well, his beet farm has an extraordinary <laughs> amount of laws. Um, you can't pick off his beet farm without permission from Russell himself and only then uh, does he allow two beets per day he just he, he just likes the farm like you he can't like pick beets from Russell Crowe's farm without complying with the stipulations for reincarnation <laughs> <laughs> basically um, but yeah uh, I was going to go with you it's illegal to wrestle bears in Alabama that's a fucking joke. What about the Second Amendment? The right, right to bear arms. Bear arms. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And yeah. also, like, uh, it's the one WrestleMania main event they haven't had yet. So, like, yeah. Hogan versus a bear. You know the you know the movie Rocky. Um, so that's based on a real guy whose name was not Rocky, and he didn't achieve Rocky's superstar uh, success, but. He did fight a bear in a regulation match in an actual boxing ring. And that's... Why is that not in, like, Rocky 2? Yeah. yeah, I mean, they've yeah. got, like, five robots in, in Rocky 5 or something like that. They couldn't put one <laughs> fucking bear in there? Maybe maybe what, that's what the Russian guy's supposed to represent, is the bear. Yeah, it's not like communism or America's fear of, of the Soviet superpower. It's a bear. Just a bear. It, it's interesting, though, because in Missouri, it's illegal to drive with an uncaged bear. And, like, I have so many questions about what was going on with bears in America. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have, like... I mean, bears are essentially human. Like, that's yeah. a fact, essentially, isn't it? Um, <laughs> were people trying to domesticate bears? And I don't, I don't. I think they did try. They used to I be mean, bears it, in it, the UK. It, like the the law sounds nice. Like apparently the law was issued to prevent the exploitation of bears. You know, which is which is great. You know, um, it's not just that like bears were like um, getting into fights and like losing a lot. So they had to, like. <laughs> You know, they took it to city court. And just, yeah, yeah, we need your help, guys. <laughs> yeah, Coming up next exactly. on Judge Judy. At least it's a nice like they're preventing the exploitation of bears. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it would have been it would have been much more funnier if it was the other way. But yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> Actually, it says by 2006 the law. Fuck me, 2006 the law was issued. Oh man, I have so many questions. There must have been a resurgence because it was quite popular, wasn't it, in, in old time England to fight bears? 
was it? Fox Bears. Yeah, Bears used to be in the UK. Yeah, it was to do like circus and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or a little scrap of the bear. How did you get rid of them all? We killed them all. (laughs) How do we get rid of a lot of things? Yeah. Well, in Ireland, we just got St. Patrick to get rid of the snakes. Yeah. Um, In Sweden, it is illegal to be found buying the services of a prostitute, but prostitution is legal, which means the prostitutes themselves would not be breaking the law. I actually really, really like this law. The more I heard myself saying it. So what they're saying is, you can be a prostitute and we'll make it legal so that you're protected by some form of legal cover. But if you are the type to buy a prostitute, you are scum and you deserve to go to jail or whatever. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, that's not a crazy though. That should be probably implied. I, I think it's really good because um, I watched a documentary on human trafficking about three years ago and it had like a really fucking heavy impact on me as a person and I started donating to um, this charity once a month and have done ever since then <laughs> so I've been doing that for a long time but uh, just because this one documentary but it, it, it sort of found that a lot of them are taken from countries like Estonia and places like that where they have like ultimately nothing to live for and they're brought to Sweden and the Scandinavian countries with the promise of a better life because I just read that Iceland and Norway also adopted that law um, but I think that the Swedish government would have enacted it as a means of protecting people who were trafficked across and penalizing people who exploit those people. So it's actually that that's like a really cool law and I really like it. I hope that's why it was brought in. It might not be, but still, it's pretty good. I think it's an important one. Mm. It's yeah, there's, there's a lot of different angles on, on dealing with it, isn't there? Yeah. And I know in, in the UK they've started to sell almost like safe zones for prostitution. Yeah. That are policed, so they don't necessarily again they don't attack the prostitutes, but they they create safe zones for them. Yeah. Rather. We have like a culture that thinks that girls become prostitutes because they just really want to fuck, but that's not really true at all. Like statistically, like no one really decides to. I mean, I'm sure some people do, and that's a thing, but. It, it seems like most movie depictions of prostitutes are a girl that's like using her power and and is empowered by doing it and it's this great thing but in reality that's not really what happens and a lot of the prostitutes that exist in in the west are well certainly in in Europe anyway are trafficked from like really poor countries and taken away from their families and stuff and it's like an actual crisis that doesn't really get anywhere near as much attention as it should but it's, I don't know, It's. I mean, it's good to see a country that has that problem doing something about it, I guess. Definitely. Um, I like that we went from seamless bear fighting into <laughs> something real serious. You know, and, and that's what the podcast is all about. <laughs> yeah, yeah I about, do that. Um, how about we talk about the television license in Britain? Hmm. Yeah. And uh, it is against the law to not pay your license. Yeah. Uh, and the majority of cases don't actually lead to custodial census. Like between 2005 and 2014, only 315 people were handed custodial census for not paying fines. But the fact that you can be fined for not paying a license to watch broadcasted television it's, is 
especially in an era where broadcasted television is not a luxury anymore. Like, I don't, I don't know. I used to live in Scotland, and um, I had this fucking series of letters coming through my life. This, I couldn't even afford council tax or anything like that. And I had these letters coming through all the time about paying your fucking TV license. And they were like, yeah, we have a van outside your house. We can tell you're watching TV and stuff. And I really wanted to just... I never, ever, ever got to confront the people. But the whole time I was just like, you motherfuckers, I don't even have the fucking aerial plugged in. I'm playing my PlayStation on this fucking TV. Like, you can't make me pay money. That's the thing is that it's not even... If you're actually ever watching it, it's that you have the ability to watch it. That's yeah. where you have to pay. If you just own a TV that you can plug an aerial or a fucking coat hanger into the back of and tune it until you see BBC, you have to pay like £190 or whatever a TV license is nowadays. Yeah, it's quite expensive. Uh, they're, rather than changing their system and going for the more subscription-based, which is what most... Uh, broadcasting services do now. Yeah, they they're trying to expand their licensing laws to now include catch-up television and online demand services. They're trying to do it over here, where it it extends to like smartphones and shit. They're trying to make it into some kind of universal like media license instead of yeah, it's bullshit. It's a fucking joke. <laughs> like yeah. it it's it's really like smacks of a government being like. Oh well, here's a here's a media platform that's catching on. We need some of that. We're gonna take some of your like. I I don't ever ever um, sympathize with libertarians or their values or anything like that. But I do find it absolutely outrageous that the government feels like they have any authority to tax you for basically having the internet or having a phone and stuff like that. Like. I know they haven't actually done it, and it's like fear-mongering that makes me get so sort of angry about it, but the fact that they considered it, that pisses me off. Like, that feels like some kind of infringement, even though it's not, obviously, but it's just, I don't know, it really pisses me Especially when, like, I come from a country where we're in a serious recession, and it's because of things that had nothing to do with the citizens of the country, but the citizens of the country are the ones that had to pay for it like for all of this debt that we didn't ask for it's fucking stupid and the government's like how can we get more money out of the people and they try and bring in a fucking law that makes you have to pay money for owning the phone that you paid like 600 euro to fucking own like it's a joke it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) do you have anything do you have anything to add about the UK aspect of the TV license I, I don't use it myself. I haven't for a long time. Uh, the, the kids that I'm, we're bringing up, they don't watch television. They have Netflix on their tablets. They get maybe an hour, and two hours a day on it. But television just is, just isn't a thing in our lives. But yeah, we get we get letters through all the time. And even though we've declared that we don't need one, they they still say, oh, we we need to come and investigate. We need to come around and check the premises. And it's like, no, you have no right to. I don't watch television. Fuck off. Yeah, it's such a weird yeah. like. Orwellian concept when you actually think about it like yeah. these people coming to your house to make sure you're not watching TV <laughs> yeah. of all things yeah it's ballistic um, do you have another law I've got a pretty cool one yeah hit us uh, with that in Finland traffic fines are calculated as a percentage of the offender's income so 
There's an example here. In January 2002, Antsy Vinogilich, 44, a director of the Finnish telecommunications giant Nokia, received the most expended speeding ticket ever, 12.5 million, for driving his Harley at 75 kilometers an hour, uh, which was 25 over the limit. And a few days after the incident, his pay decreased, so he only ended up having to pay 103,000. <laughs> still, 103,000 for a speeding ticket. That's kind of an awesome lot, isn't it? That is pretty cool. That's a good way to make money if that was privatized. Yeah, completely. And like that that seems like the fairest way to do it, too. Um, yeah, because I, I saw this thing a couple of years ago where John Terry parked his car in a disabled spot. Because, like, it's like an 80-pound fine. Like, what is that to a guy like John Terry? Nothing. Yeah. Like, he'll happily have a better parking space for paying 80 pounds. Like, that's pennies to him. So, like, for him to take up a disabled person's spot, like, it, it doesn't take in the, the human element of actually uh, harming someone else. But if that was proportionate to his wage, then he would have thought twice about it, I'd imagine. Hmm. Probably still not. It'll it'll still just be a five million pound <laughs> disabled parking space that he wouldn't care about. But <laughs> if he had some sort of I don't know, um, it's just that that those kinds of laws and those kinds of fines become redundant when you're a certain level of rich, and it's really good to see that they're doing something about that or trying something different. I guess. Yeah, different approach. Good on Finland. I was there like two months ago, three months ago. Awesome. Country. I thought you were going to say, I was there when it happened. I was there <laughs> when it happened. I was in the car. <laughs> I love Nokia. Um, is that it? Should we end it? Yeah. Why not? Okay. <laughs> Let me throw one more because this is quite cute. I like this one. Okay, go ahead. Littering in Singapore. So at first, you pay a £1,000 fine. Next, you'll be forced to do some community labour. But if you do it three times, you have to wear a sign that reads, I am a little litter bug. Okay. <laughs> That's not true. Is it not? Have no. you really looked at this one? Uh, I've been to Singapore. And, and you've littered? <laughs> no. Everybody in Singapore litters. And in spite of that, it is probably the cleanest country in the world. And the reason for that is... Um, in Singapore, the economy is mental in the sense that it's a thriving tiger economy filled with really rich bankers and, and really high up um, sort of venture capitalists and uh, like finance types of all of all kinds. But there's no minimum wage in Singapore. So there's plenty of incentive for people from much poorer countries to move to Singapore. But in order to move to Singapore, you have to get what's called a work pass which is basically a permit and you can only get a permit to move there if you've been offered a job there so they fill up the grunt work jobs to people from much poorer countries to give them really low income for doing things like uh, construction work and cleaning up and stuff like that so it's sort of like in North Korea when you see people cutting the grass around the um, Kim Jong-il statues and they're using a scissors to do it, <laughs> that's what it's kind of like in Singapore. Like they, they sort of get people from countries where like the alternative is so much worse than being paid pennies to pick up litter all day. So that's what they do. Um, the whole idea of it being a system where you 
get fined heavily for littering and all of that is not actually entirely true. I think that's to encourage tourists from or encourage tourists to not litter. But I was there and I can tell you that the locals like are just as slobby as any Western culture. Um, And it's because they know there's people there to clean it up. I like the idea of them all walking around with signs saying I'm a little bug on them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you that they do not. (laughs) I'm such a dickhead. I'm sorry. Yeah. On that (laughs) I don't think I want to carry on anymore. (laughs) Thanks for coming on the show. (laughs) Both of you. No problem. Except you, Lewis Moore. Nah, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'll... uh, guess we'll see you next week. Kiss me hard before you go Summertime sadness I just wanted you to know That baby you're Got my red dress on tonight Dancing in the dark in the pain light Turn my hair up real big beauty queen style With high heels on Feeling alive Oh my god I feel it in the air Telephone wires above My sizzling like a snare Honey I'm on fire I feel it everywhere, nothing scares me anymore Kiss me on before you go Summertime sadness And I just wanted you to know That baby, you're the best I got the summertime, summertime So
Summertime, summertime 